0: You're listening to the Royal Flying Doctor Service podcast for the Queensland section. This episode is brought to you by the Small Talk Big Difference campaign. Almost everyone uses drugs on a fairly regular basis. You might find yourself needing paracetamol if you've got a headache, or you could enjoy a coffee in the morning or a wine in the evening. Perhaps you duck out of work at morning tea for a cigarette break. About 70% of us use drugs without a problem. But for some, substance use can have negative impacts. It might be that you miss out on important functions, you find it hard to cut down on your use, or friends or family have mentioned they're worried about your habit. If you find yourself in this position, there is help available no matter where you live. Julie Anderson is social worker with the Queensland Health, Alcohol, Tobacco and Other Drug Services. She helps people who want to better manage their substance use. Julie, thanks for being on the Small Talk Big Difference podcast. Julie, what are some of the commonly used drugs or substances? So when
1: we talk about drugs or substances, people often think of illicit or illegal drugs. But the most common ones are like illegal drugs like alcohol, tobacco and yeah, over-the-counter prescription sort of drugs.
0: So when do people know that substance use is becoming a problem? What are some of the key flag moments? Yep. So when we look at substance
1: use, when people come to us, we do an assessment. And that assessment, the criteria for a substance misuse problem is actually around how it's impacting on your lifestyle. So where it's starting to impact on your functioning, it can damage relationships, reduce ability to earn a living and can have serious implications for our mental and physical health. Also, especially when we're talking about alcohol, like the new alcohol guidelines have just been released, and the recommendation is for less than four drinks in one sitting and over a week to have less than 10 drinks. So it's quite specific in how much is a healthy amount of alcohol to use. So there is guidelines around
0: for what's appropriate use. Are people sometimes aware that their substance use is a problem or is it often coming from family or friends? For like our service and what we see, people will self-refer and are aware
1: they've got a problem, but often that awareness comes from other people. So people close to them will start to say, like, I'm worried about you and notice the changes. And because often the substance use can start as recreational or quite sporadic and build up over time and increase your problem. So whilst people may recognise they've got a problem, often part of that awareness comes from people around them voicing their concern and saying, hey, look, have you thought about like, what you're doing? Maybe you need to see someone and talk about it.
0: What are the most common drugs or substances used in northwest Queensland, Julie? For the
1: presentations to our service, the most common one is alcohol that people want help with and have realised like, they're drinking too much or that they can't stop drinking. So for everyone it's different. But some people come and say, look, I've realised that once I get past two or three drinks, then I just can't stop and I keep going. For other people, they've realised they can't drink at all. Like once they start drinking, they just keep drinking. Other people have a lot higher tolerance and can drink more. Um, The second common drug we probably see is your cannabis use. There's a lot of people that come in that start that recreational and then realise that they're addicted and reliant on
0: it as well. And why are some of the reasons why people are turning to drugs or substances? For everyone, it's different. It's definitely
1: like a part of when you're talking your legal drugs like alcohol and cigarette smoking, it's kind of part of our culture. Like you go out for a drink after work and you do that and then it can become a habit and you get to the point where you realise that you can't kind of stop because it's become that habit you do every day for like your other drug use. It's for a variety of reasons, but it can be about self medicating, like if you're feeling sad or hurt or like depressed and taking a substance changes that way you feel makes you feel better, then you're gonna keep using it. Like it kind of makes sense that if something's not like bad or something and something makes you feel good, you'll do it. So sometimes it can be about self medicating. Sometimes it's just about your peers and your friends are around, like other people use, so you use. There's a variety of different reasons that people use drugs and alcohol. And what are the risks? Alcohol presentations are a large part of our emergency and hospital system presentations for alcohol-related injuries. So there's obviously the physical harm that can come from your drug and alcohol use, which also then puts pressure on our hospital systems because a lot of the stuff they're treating in emergency is injuries and related to drugs and alcohol. Julie, what can people do if
0: they have a problem?
1: So there's a... A lot of different things. So obviously, if people think they've got a problem, they can try reducing on their own. And that's a good indicator of whether you need external help or friends and family support or something. So if you can have your yeah, alcohol or substance-free days and cut down your use, that's really good. If you find that's hard, then that's why there's people like Drug and Alcohol Services and counsellors and that, that can help you. So your GP is a good place to start to go to find out where you can get help, but also friends and family. Like sometimes, like any sort of change we're going to make, you just need someone to be like supportive. So talking to someone you're close to that you feel comfortable and they can often help you. But if not, there's a number of like resources online. And for the more intensive support you've got, like the AA and different organisations like that, and your GP will know what you have locally. And most areas will have a drug and alcohol specific service. And if not, all your counsellors, psychologists, social workers who work in that um, field can work with drug and alcohol stuff like it's part of their scope of practice. Is quitting
0: the only option?
1: No, definitely not. So within Queensland Health, we work in a harm minimisation context and that's about reducing harm. Like I said, the majority of presentations to our emergency are drug and alcohol related. So one of our goals is we want to Reduce that strain in the emergency department, so making people safer. So, one of the programs we have throughout Queensland is the needle and syringe program, and that's about encouraging people who are using needles and injecting illicit drugs to be able to do it safer, so to risk to minimise the risk of disease and thing that comes from sharing needles. So, we provide a needle service, and also there's places they can take the used syringes back to so they're not a risk to the public so the same with alcohol like we're not going to say stop drinking alcohol but we want people to cut down and to do it safely and and reduce reduce the risk of harm to themselves and to other people.
0: So Julie can you explain what the 3D approach is delay distract and decide because that's sort of part of this harm minimisation approach isn't it?
1: Yeah, the 3Ds is really a core thing and it's good for everyone to know because it works across so many different things. So it fits with all your different drug and alcohol um, substances, like it doesn't matter whether you're smoking cigarettes or you're drinking alcohol or you're using illicit substances. The 3Ds are really good. So delays, when you feel that craving or that urge, instead of responding to it, try and just wait, like push it out a bit longer. Um, the really obvious example of that is if you normally get up and have a cigarette as soon as you wake up, like try and do something else first. Um, And so don't have it straight as soon as you wake up for a bit longer, which leads into the distract. So do something else. So while you're delaying, you know, go and make yourself a coffee, go and have a shower, go for a walk, whatever it is. So just put something between like when you've got that initial craving and do that. So it might be like, I'm going to watch this TV show and then I'm going to get up or I'm going to get up in the ad break instead of doing it straight away. It might be I'm going to have a meal and then, you know, have my drink or whatever it is you're going to do. And the third D is decide. So think really about the reasons you want to do as well because, like, often it's an unconscious habit, thing, like that, having a cigarette as soon as you wake up. But You just do it because that's what you always do. Like, so think about why do you have that cigarette when you wake up
0: Julie, when people are trying to reduce and control their substance use, what role does say sleep or diet play in helping them achieve this? It's all interconnected. So
1: people have this misconception that like especially alcohol like helps you sleep because it often makes you feel drowsy, but alcohol actually makes your sleep worse. So whilst you're using substances, often your sleep and your diet aren't as good as they would be if you weren't using, but also for things to get better, like you want to feel better, so you've got to improve that. So it's kind of a balancing thing. As you reduce your substance use, your sleep will naturally get better, but also if you can do things like go to bed earlier, um, like wake up set time and have better sleep, like less naps, just really look at good sleep hygiene that will help you to feel better and then to be able to reduce your substance use as well. And diet again, like if you're eating more of your better balanced, nutritious, like regular meals, that's gonna help you reduce your substance use because often people using substances aren't eating well. So it's very interconnected, both like we know that people aren't often sleeping and eating well when they're using, but we know those things help us feel better and will help us recover they'll also help that physical and your brain recovery as well as reducing the substances. So it all works hand in hand to repair your body.
0: So Julie, I guess one of the big messages for people out there who may think that they have a substance abuse problem is that quitting isn't the only option.
1: Yeah, the first thing I guess is like recognising that a substance misuse problem can be just those little impacts on your life. It doesn't have to be, like you don't have to get to rock bottom to get help. Like you don't have everything to fall apart. If you're starting to feel like you can't control your substance use, there's people you can talk to and get help. And yeah, the other part of that is that when you get help, it doesn't have to be abstinence or quitting, that you can come to someone to get help just to say, hey, look, I'm aware that I'm not having my alcohol-free days and I'm really finding it hard. And talking that through with someone will do that. Also, obviously, the other end, same with if you come to a service about illicit drug use, there's no judgement. Like the workers are used to it. They've heard similar stories. If you say, I'm using this, and I'm aware it's not good, but this is why I'm using, and I want to cut down, they're going to work with you in a really person-centred way around what you want to do, and they won't have that judgement and they won't be like, no, you have to quit, like this. Alcohol and drug services are here to help work with your goals.
0: What's the first step people should take? So in
1: all cases, like if you want to get help, you're not sure where to go, your GP is the best option because they'll know what's available locally and they tend to be the best first point of call and they'll find services. There is drug and alcohol online help through ADA so Queensland Health 24 Hours, so they've got a phone number and a website And you can look on there to see what's in your local area. Like I said, it it may not be a drug and alcohol service. Like it might be a counsellor, a psychologist or a social worker who can work in that field even though they're not a specialist. So your is the best point of contact to go to see what's available for you.
0: You've been listening to the Royal Flying Doctor Service podcast for the Queensland section. The Small Talk Big Difference campaign is proudly funded by the Commonwealth and Queensland governments through the disaster recovery funding arrangements. If you would like to know more, you can go to the campaign website, smalltalkbigdifference.com.au. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, keep in touch by subscribing.